Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. We uh, Welcome to the studio. Martine. Hey. hey. What's good with y'all? You have such this, like, calming yet super cool energy about you. Thank you, man. That, like, it's very rare where you get cool and comfort. Do you get what I'm saying, Dan? Do I? No, explain that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people are cool, but, it's... like, they're so cool. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're, they're so cool that, like, they're unobtainable. Like, they make the energy in the room kind of mm. feel different. Right. But I feel like a part of why you're cool is how chill you are. By the way, you can wear headphones if you want. No okay. pressure. So you're saying it's a sure. very calming presence. Yes. Yes. That's a compliment. Thank you, guys. <laughs> what are you thinking of there? You don't want headphones? I don't know. I'm like, should I put them on? Because, I don't know. I'll just put them on. You the, know what? I'll probably hear better. But here, here's the deal. No pressure. Everybody has their own way. Ali, can you kind of help him out with the slack? Sure. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um... There. I can hear every detail, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's 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 really about the details. Exactly. And, you know, I, I've talked to people who actually, like, everybody is a different way, I guess, when they're mastering a record or making something. Yeah. And we, we've talked to people who literally, by the way, you can do whatever the f*** you want with headphones. No pressure. For sure. But uh, we've talked to people who actually make songs using AirPods. And, like, mm. they're convinced that that's one of the reasons for their success. Yeah, is the AirPods? I That's crazy. I've never done that one. I've done like the, the cord one actually like hella long ago. But the cord one? Yeah, like the corded oh. headphones, <laughs> <laughs> the regular ones before the AirPods. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about the pre iPhone headphones? Yeah. You've made a record using those? I have. Um, I haven't put it out or anything, but it was just like you know, for notes and stuff. So. It- that's what I'm, I I find so fascinating about you, dude. Because you've been making music a very long time, but you're still hella young. You're, yeah. Your first legitimate record is made at the age of thirteen. But, yeah. But when do you realize that you want to learn music? Yeah. Um. I mean, I always loved music. Like growing up, like listening in the house and stuff, like R and B and stuff. Um. But around like. 12 and a half is like when I started singing I started like I was in a choir in middle school and stuff and like kind of got a little bit of confidence from that and then like I started like a vine and like Instagram and started doing covers and stuff and started getting a bunch of love so I was like I should do this like and I deleted like all my stuff that I like wouldn't want everybody to see because my account was on private at the time Mm. and uh made it public and like started doing it official and then like soon after that um, my pops actually had some music friends because he's been in the music business for a little bit um, and stuff like that. And we started making music. Well, you do have a musical family. So Kehlani's your cousin. The first yeah. legitimate record you put out there is a Christmas song. Um, I actually put out a song before that, but we pulled it off the Internet. Really? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, it was yeah. very hard for me to find uh, What's It All About. Yeah. That's nowhere on streaming services, but it's a great record. Yeah. So what was the song before that one? Um, it was like this song called My Guitar. It was like a little more pop leaning, but it was like before I really wrote that much and like we put it out on Apple Music and stuff, but we didn't have like serious paperwork for it. So we ended up taking it off from yeah. <laughs> I, I just like I got to know the story behind you even getting into the studio to create any record at the age of 13. Yeah. Like what were you saying to your cousin to convince her to let you into the room? 
Um, no, actually, she she told me she wanted me on her EP. She had a Christmas EP that she was making at the time, and she was like, I want you to be the only feature. I was like, it's lit. Like, mm-hmm. it was definitely tight, like, for that to be one of the first things. Do you remember um, even having the conversation with her about saying, hey, I want to do music? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I think the the covers kind of, she saw my covers and was like, you know, I kind of like see him doing his thing. And um, I think it kind of just came from that. And then, I don't know, I guess she she felt like it was worthy enough to be on her EP, you know? It's cool, though. I mean, to be 13 and in a room with, I mean, so it's you and this incredible producer who craft a lot of these records, JR. Yeah. What do you learn from somebody like him? Somebody who's crafted so many iconic records over the years. For sure, yeah. I um, I was signed to him for almost three years, I think. Um, and we made, like, most of No Thank You, my last EP last year. Um, but it was just a learning experience, honestly. Like, before that, I wasn't um, used to, like the, like, the super professional side. Like, he's a super producer, you know? Like, he's done so many records. So, like, to be in the studio with him and, like, all that he knows, it was just a totally new experience, like a level up, you know? Let me try to organize myself here, because I have, I've listened to everything. Hey. No Thank You EP is like your, that's your, would you say that's your first official body of work? That's yeah, like, I mean, I put out a mixtape when I was like 14, and it was like seven songs, but it was only on SoundCloud. So that was like my first official, like I went onto a label, I was with Warner, yeah. and like, my first official single was Sriracha and, like, that EP. So, yeah, I'd say. When you write that song, are you actually talking about the hot sauce or are you talking about another person? Nah, I mean, it. the inspiration came from the hot sauce, but I was like, we should turn this into something else and, like, you know, make it about a girl. But that's kind of where it came from. Does that record and its success surprise you at all? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I knew it was, like, a good song. You know, I knew it was, like, catchy and stuff, but, like, I didn't think that, like, it was going to get so much love in Korea and, like, make a whole fan base for me there and, like, you know, just get as much love as it did. Like, it's a blessing, honestly. How does that even start, a song like that? Yeah, I mean, that song was one of those songs that just happened so fast. Like, me and JR, like, he went on his piano and started playing these chords because I came to him with the idea. Because, like, I've always liked Sriracha and I just felt like not many people have wrote about it. <laughs> I, I saw there was like a song uh, Tech 9 and like Logic had and stuff um, After the fact but Okay so you go to him and you say I, I like Sriracha I don't know honestly that was kind of just like On the fly type thing like We were like let's make a fun song And then like I just started like doing melodies And stuff while he was on the piano And it kind of just came together like And after we were just like this is tight Like we need to put this out I feel like that song here in America could have been mu- a much bigger hit I loved it. Thank you. I listened to it a ton. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's like, but it's really basic, but also easy and fun and catchy. Mm. And I really like Sriracha. That's what's up. What's it mean to have a body like Sriracha? Man, it just means you got that spice. You know what I'm saying? You got that flavor. <laughs> you feel me? It could be anybody, but you um, could kind of turn it into what you want to turn it into, I guess. All right. How do we know if somebody has that spice? What are we looking for? Man, I don't know. I guess it's just the feeling you get, you feel me, when you're around them. I don't know. Is it... The the one thing I realized about the way you write is some parts could be like... Everything's like easy to understand, 
But Sriracha is a simple concept, straight to the point, even a simple concept. Mm. We cool, very simple, but also everything is still deep. Yeah. When did you craft your first song ever? And when did you think that Oof. writing was even like possible for you? Yeah. Um, I probably made my first song when I was 12, when I like around the time I started singing. Um, but I was still trying to figure it out. Definitely. I mean, it was like, like the first song I made was like the first time I ever recorded on a microphone. You know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't like write it before anything. Like I wrote it while I was doing it. Um, and then made it, but it was probably around when I was 12. Yeah. So never came out. <laughs> what <laughs> Still <shit>? got it. <laughs> Are you going to keep it forever? You have it, though? Maybe. I might leak it or something. That'd be cool, huh? Oh, you're going to leak your own music. <laughs> yeah, me Don't... sounding like a 13-year-old girl or something. <laughs> By the way, your voice is very deep. It's nice. Thanks. Yeah, it is a nice voice. And it doesn't match your face. Because you've mentioned you have a baby face in some songs. So Definitely. looking at you, you don't expect that voice. Yeah, no. I feel like even when I get my license, like I'm not going to... They're still going to be like, uh, ID? Like, they're going to trip. <laughs> But that's a good thing, you know, at least when I'm older, I feel like it'll be good. Like, I won't age, so hopefully. I mean, Knock on wood, there's a log next to you. <laughs> no Thank You EP, people questioned your age, right? In the song No Thank You, you're kind mm. of talking to people who doubt you. Yeah. is That has to be inspired by some reality, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you're young in this industry in general, I think a lot of people... Um, are quick to, you know, assume or judge um, or compare. And I just feel like I shouldn't be put in a box. Like, I'm, like, not like anybody else. So, um, yeah, I was kind of just, like, stating that and, you know, letting people know, like, I'm different, you know? Is your age and being so young a blessing or a curse? It's a blessing more than anything, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be its battles, but, like, for the most part, like, I think it's really cool that I was able to start young, you know, and like found that what I love and be able to do it. So I think it's been tight. Who, who do you credit with your ability to start so young? Is it your parents? Is it the internet? Is it your cousin? Um, I mean, I think the internet definitely helps everything. Like without the internet, I wouldn't be where I am. Um, but. That's probably the only thing I could credit, honestly. I mean, my family has definitely been supportive of me, which is always tight. But um, did you have to open that door first? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I started learning, like, guitar on YouTube and, like, just doing it on my own. And then I think people around me kind of started to, like, see it and, like, realize it and supported it. So Is there somebody... Is is there somebody that you saw on the internet doing it that gave you, the like, the hope or the idea that you could do it too? Yeah, I mean, I think just my favorite artists, you know, seeing them, um, you know, do what they love. And then, you know, my family, Kehlani, like just people, people that I admire and that I'm inspired by. I think that's that's what made me, you know, want to push even harder for sure. In No Thank You, you also talk about like people's opinions. Yeah. You say you don't want people's opinions. Yeah, I mean, I don't want people's opinions that I don't necessarily care about. <laughs> so like you know I mean? whose opinion yeah of course you want real opinions from yeah people you hold in a certain regard yeah whose opinions do you want um people i'm inspired by my favorite artists people that are doing things that i want to do um yeah people that i'm inspired by 
What do you learn from a, like, when you're creating What's It All About and you're featuring on that record, it's obviously mm. a whole legitimate session. The whole thing is real. Yeah. It's more than just you recording and, like, writing a song behind a mic, whatever. Mm. What do you learn from that session that you feel like you've carried with you still today? Yeah. I mean, I think then I was still just trying to figure out how to be in the studio in general. So, like, um, just, like, studio etiquette, like, um, writing, kind of everything in one, I guess. Like, um, But after that, I just started to do it more, and it slowly got, you know, more... Um, more normal you know what is proper studio etiquette like because there is an art to collaborating with people yeah i mean just to know like how to project on a microphone or how to sing certain ways because like when you're recording it's much different than like live or um anything else so like there's certain ways you have to sing sometimes to like get a certain note or to make it sound a certain way things like that i think when did you realize that you could dance um honestly i never really saw myself as like a great dancer or anything like i'm not like chris brown or nothing but like i don't know man i mean you know i'm trying to work i'm trying to work up to the point where i'm like fire but um yeah i mean i've always loved to dance like i've always like even if i necessarily wasn't like hella good but um yeah over the past couple years i've been wanting to get into it more though because i feel like that's just part of like a superstar appeal you know like being able to sing, being able to dance, like, rapping. Like, I just want to do all of it, so. So you want to be able to rap, too? I do a little bit, yeah. I'm starting to kind of do it more in my music, but, um, yeah, for sure. Well, Turned Off featuring uh, Sage Gemini. Yeah. Th- what, did you rap a little bit there, or is it mostly? I, yeah. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, yeah, and most of that song is actually rap. So I kind of just wanted to do a fun rap record for the Bay, you know, uh, put my homie Sage on there. That record, it sounds a little like g Easy in a way. Mm. And I, when I heard that, I was like, they're both from the Bay, but I guess mm. your voice is, doesn't matter where you're from. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, I don't know. Um, I think we have similar kind of tones. I've heard that before. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Actually, now I hear it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Even and in that, this conversation. And then a couple of those ad-libs in there, I was like, mm. is that like a Bay thing or is that just something you're into? Yeah, I mean, if you heard like a Yee in there or something that's like that, is, that's yeah. for sure that Bay, that bay stuff. But um, <laughs> besides that, um, yeah, it's just like my normal ad-libs, I guess. What, what's a Yee? Yee, you feel me? I don't know. It's just something we do. It used to be like a car, like Yee, like... Um, I've never, I've never done that to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like a, a strict bay thing um, that's kind of like carried on. I think, I think I've heard some other artists do it too. But yeah. I've heard skeet, skeet, skeet. Oh, jeez, you know? No, yeah, I know. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> like that. Skirt. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. How do you come up with these noises? I feel like there is a certain <laughs> level of culture that. That that is kind of dictated from records like yours, right? Mm. Like whether it's the Yee, because I know people do it. Yeah, but like there is a not like there's a I don't want to say there's a responsibility to like inject your music with stuff like that so right. that people can take it and carry it on. Yeah, but do you actively think about those things? Um, nah, actually, it kind of just comes naturally. I think it's just because it's part of where I'm from. Like people just say Yee, and it's like I do it too. So I guess I just put it in the music. It's not really like. I need to do this ad lib because it's gonna like 
I don't know. It's not super thought out. It's kind of just like a natural thing, I guess. There's no strategy. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. Yeah. Getting down to business. Getting down to business. Are you really in the market for somebody who has no fluff and just like freaking does the work and then says bye? What do you mean no fluff? Meaning like if it's just straight to business, that sounds like a hookup to me. You know? Where's yeah, the emotional it attachment? It could be. I mean, you could take it either way. It could be my girl, you know? And what, you're you're <laughs> about to come through. <laughs> and you want to get straight to business and then head out? Nah. I didn't say anything about heading out. No, you want to get <laughs> straight to business and chill? Yeah, I guess you could. You feel me? Either way. Who do you write that record for? Or two? Or what happens? How does it start? Um, I mean, I've obviously felt that way about a girl, but that song wasn't about anyone specifically. But um, I definitely write songs specifically about people, like songs that I've put out, songs that I'm about to put out. They all come from, like, a real place, so. Because Mixtape 8 is coming. It's coming. Eight. Eight. Be on the lookout. <laughs> Straight to the point. You have to be thinking, do you have an experience that you tap into to get there? Or how does that just... For sure. What is the seed? Where does it come from? Yeah. I mean, I think I think over the last year or two, like, um, I've experienced more. I'm 18 now. Like, um, I've been in my first real relationship. I've been through a heartbreak. Um, I've just experienced more. And I feel like I couldn't write about that as much when I was younger because I hadn't experienced it. So it's just easier to tap into that when you, you know, obviously you've done it. So like, yeah. What else is new in your life that you have as inspiration? Because it's the truth, right? Like you can't, a lot of people say you can't write about something until you live it. Yeah. So mixtape eight is made up of what? What story are you telling? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just uh, definitely more grown. Um, more evolution from my last EP. I wrote my last EP when I was like 15, 16. Now I'm 18. Um, like I said, I've just been through a lot more. I feel like um, I definitely, um, I feel like it's a little a little more R&B. Like I've kind of tapped into that a little bit more because that's my, that's my favorite genre and that's like what I listened to growing up. So um, yeah, I feel like it says a little bit more about me. How many songs? On this mixtape, ten. Ten. That, that's an album. How's that a mixtape? Um, what's the difference between a, a mixtape EP and an album? Educate me. I feel like, well, an EP obviously is like a small project, like five to six songs or something like that. Uh huh. Um, a mixtape. I don't know. I feel like I want my album to have a little bit more, a little bit more songs, um, and like some cool transitions and like just be like what I want it to be. I get it. Um, so that's why I called this one a mixtape, but but it's obviously longer than an EP. It's not a single, so like it's kind of just the name I have for it. But <laughs> so when do you start writing the songs for this mixtape? Yeah, I started writing it probably like last October, so it's been almost a year. That's crazy. Time goes by fast. Are you writing about things you had experienced previous yeah. to that October? Or are you writing about things you're going through in the moment? Um, both a little bit of both. Um. Right after, I mean, I was traveling a lot around then, too. I was, like, touring a little bit. Um, so, like, a little bit from those experiences. And then, obviously, I was in a relationship also. So, a little bit from that. But, yeah, most of it was after it. After it happened. Is that how you usually write? 
like you experience something and do you like note it or do you just kind of store it mentally like how yeah do you keep track of um i mean i guess it's different every time like some of them uh just come to me while i'm in the studio like a situation that i had or something like that some i will write in my notes in my iphone um and just be like i want to write about this later just so i remember you know when i get back in the studio but um yes yeah, it's, it's different every time i say what record started mixtape eight or eight uh like the first one i wrote or yeah um i think this just sucks this just sucks <laughs> For clean purposes. <laughs> Tell me the story behind that one, because it's more than just you on that record, right? No, it's just me. Why did, it's just me. Did you write it by yourself? Yeah. So when you write a song top to bottom like that alone... Well, me, me and my homies, the Wavies, they're like a production duo that I've been working with lately. So they get with you? Yeah, yeah. I've actually wrote the whole project with them. Wow. Um, okay. So, yeah. We we got really good chemistry. It's these two dudes from Ohio, they're super raw. How do you know that you have good chemistry? Yeah, I mean, I think things just come smooth, you know? Um, there's not, like, a huge holdup on the creative process. Um, I feel like you have good chemistry with someone when they allow you to express yourself and, like, they hear your idea and they're like, I mess with that, do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, mm, I don't know if you should do that. I, you want to do this like it's kind of just letting you do you and like accompanying you know the process i get it it's not like it's not stalling it right right right. it's letting it go and then forming it as it goes right. mm -hmm. are you able to get more vulnerable with this duo from ohio one because you're doing the entire project with them but i mean also i feel like they're probably different than somebody like jr right like mm -hmm. he's an icon yeah he's had a ton of records yeah. I obviously don't know these two dudes from Ohio's track record, but, like, he's a super producer. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So it's different. It's definitely different. Um, I mean, JR isn't necessarily, like, a writer per se. You know, he produces and stuff. He he definitely has good ideas when it comes to, like, harmonies and, like, musical stuff. Um, but, yeah, I think that I think me and the Wavies are just in this place where we really relate because we're both up and coming. Um, we're both we've both been through a lot of the same situations so i think it's easier to relate you know and like um come up with ideas and stuff but yeah how old are they um they're in their 20s cool yeah so like yeah right off the bat it's a little bit easier yeah for do sure you, how do you prepare for a session or do you come in fresh um usually i try to come in with an idea just so i don't get stuck because you know sometimes it's like Trying to come up with something doesn't always, like, pan out super fast. Um, but, yeah, I try to come in with ideas and then, like, just get right to business. You feel me? It sucks. Where mm. does that record start? Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was a heartbreak uh, song. So it all came from that. But, um, yeah, it was honestly just me putting my emotions into a song. And I feel like... I haven't had a song like that before until now, so I think it was like kind of important for me to put that out. Because you haven't been heartbroken yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, maybe when I was like in middle school on some like fake relationship type <laughs> but like... Not the same. Yeah, like the first time I was like really in love, I feel like, so um, yeah. Um, I, think, I think it was cool too because a lot of people responded to it like they related to and I didn't necessarily expect that response you know when you i feel like when you're going through something 
you don't always feel like everybody, you feel me, is yeah, going you, through the same thing. You feel alone. Right. But then you realize that when you... And it helps other people. That's the coolest part about it. Like, me just saying how I feel in a song and putting it out, like, literally makes other people feel better about it, which is really cool. At what point does it help you? Is it while you're writing it? Is it when it's done? Is it when it's released? Yeah. I think I think after writing it um, and just making the whole song, I feel like that's probably the most, like, of a payoff, like, the part of it, but... um Definitely when it comes out, too. I mean, just seeing the response, you know. Does it heal your heartbreak that you experience from this breakup? Yeah. I think so. I mean, has it, you mean? I mean, th- like this record, yeah. like Yeah, for this- sure. It's like therapy. Definitely. Were you broken up with, or did you break up with them? Um, <laughs> it... Mm. I don't know if I want to say just because I feel like it's not, you know. I mean, we was on different pages. Let's just say that, and that's okay. Yeah, because either way, even if you break up with somebody, you still go through your own version of heartbreak, right? Because that person wasn't what you wanted them to be, right? Yeah, it sucks on both sides, right? Being the person to break up or being broken up with. That's a good title for a song, though, because not a breakup. Everybody goes through things where just like, ah, this sucks. Right. Could be anything. No, I literally just said that in the studio and like I was just like, wait, like I feel like that's just the mo- that's just like what you would say to the situation, you know what I mean? So like yeah. I feel like it was just the most natural title for it. This just sucks. Or this just sucks. Where turned off come from? Because you had the the line is when I want you turned on, you turned off. Yeah. I mean the song's about a girl that's insecure and uh kind of just like trips off of most things because you know trust issues or just like things that have nothing to do with me um but yeah it's kind of just like a girl like just tripping it's just like don't worry about it like we're good we're solid like there's nothing to worry about you know recite that lyric again dan (laughs) why is that just do it what are you gonna no no no, i pick something up do it when i want you turned on you turned off it sounded like somebody attempting to get somebody into them Mm. And then they were like, nah, which is the story of my life. <laughs> so, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to turn you on, but instead you're just turning off. Yeah, you're just right. not into it. You're not right, into right, me. Right. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was more just like, when I want you to be, like, in a good mood and, like, you're not. just vibing, like, you're tripping off of this, which isn't even, like, a real... Thing going on you know what i'm saying or like totally just creating it. scenarios in your head or like things that just aren't the reality you know yeah i don't do that but I, I i know people who do right right but i i also feel like people who do that i don't know it's very deep yeah. see that's different but i that, feel but that's art right yeah no i feel like i feel like it's kind of messed up because there's a lot of good dudes out there and a lot of just good people in general and you know it kind of gets messed up by like the last man who like Oh. did something dirty or like and then it's like there's all this insecurity for no reason when like everything's fine but yeah do we have a date yet or nate i can't say but super super soon mm. as what, i like to say at what point in your life does straight to the point come is it like yeah. is that like pre-breakup post-breakup um like is it written like i don't know i'm just trying to connect dots 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wrote it after, but, um, you know, I've experienced what I'm talking about in the song before, before it, you know, but like, yeah, I wrote it after. Is eight done? Eight is done. Yeah. All the songs are finished. I mean, things are still getting like final mix tweaks and like mastered and all that stuff, but it's definitely coming, so... What's the most challenging part of the music making process for you? Um, I think just the business, you know, waiting for everything to get done, finally getting to put it out. Yeah. It's just like just waiting because, you know, as soon as you're done with the project and, and like the music, you want to be like, let's put this out now because I'm trying to work on this new stuff or, you know, anything like that. But, um, yeah, just like waiting for everything to get sorted and then putting it out. Do you want your art to come out when it's tied to your life? Meaning, like, if you create a record on a right. Tuesday, yeah, you want the ability to release it, like, a couple weeks later? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I feel like when you feel something, like, in that moment, you should definitely put it out. I definitely... Um, but it's never possible. Or very rarely possible. Well, yeah, I tried to do that with, with the It Sucks. But, um, I mean, it took a couple months, but, like... Um, you were still there. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think when it's when the feeling is new to you, like, you should put it out and, like, just, like, get your feelings out and then, like, move on. You know what I mean? Totally. So how often do you write songs? Are you writing every day? Do you, like, isolate time to write? Like, okay, every Tuesday I go to the studio? Or, yeah. like, I'm going to go three weeks straight and just be in the studio every day? Yeah, I think it's different, but um, I'm always, like, writing down ideas singing melodies into my phone like if i hear something if i'm in like a chipotle and i hear like a beat or something i record it and i'm like hey i want to make something like this you know what i mean it's kind of just random um whenever i hear ideas or um say something that i think could be in a song i just write it down and save it for later what do you learn from your cousin kaylani because not only are you family but yeah you've kind of watched each other evolve and grow yeah I mean, a lot. Um, I think it's definitely been a blessing to see somebody close to me get as big as they have, you know? Um, yeah, it's just it's just inspiring more than anything, you know, to see something come from, like, nothing to Literally. everything. Like, being such a big part of the culture, you know, I think it's so tight. Um, and, yeah, it's just been tight to see. It's wild. Yeah. Is that validation to you that you can do it too? Definitely. Has it been that way for a while? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think just seeing people that I'm friends with or, you know, um, like my big bros and like the people that I've been on tour with, like to see them get bigger. Like I went on tour with Dua Lipa <laughs> and like she had like 2 million or 3 million followers or something like that. And now she has like 30 million followers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just so cool to see something uh, get so big in like such a small amount of time it feels like um but obviously like all the work's been put in so it's like i don't know it's just it's really cool to see people that you want to see win win like you said your parents are in the music industry or new people in music my dad my dad's been in a couple aspects of the music industry my mom nah but uh <laughs> yeah my <laughs> my uh my dad was like a little bit in radio for a second he was an artist he used to rap and stuff cool um and so yeah he has a lot of friends that are like 
producers or like that he used to work with and stuff. Are you nervous when you go when you have to go to your dad and say I want to make music? When I first did, yeah. Um, nah, I don't think so. And did he embrace it right out the gate? Um, I think he was kind of like, okay, let's see where this goes. Like, kind of keep continuing what you're doing, but definitely he supported it. Like, he was like, you know, I love the covers. Like, keep doing them. Um, and then like started to connect me with some of his friends that he knew that we could get in with and like make actual music, actual songs, like original. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So I just find it interesting, right? Because like, I don't know, the idea that you're doing covers and you're doing all this, but but you're kind of proving it to your dad. So then your dad could be like, yo, yeah. you've reached a certain stage. Yeah. I think it's cool now to introduce you to my friends. Cause yeah. And I started getting hit up by like, I think that was the real like affirmation for him. Like I started yeah. getting hit up by labels and like A&Rs and we were like going to meetings and it was just <laughs> like not some normal thing for us. So it was like. Okay, like I see you. Like, there's there's something here. Now. Right. He didn't want right. to, you know, he didn't Definitely. want you to embarrass him by, <laughs> by introducing you to his cool friends too soon. Nah, that would never happen. <laughs> That's wild, right? Like to, yeah. covers to label meetings to it's crazy. For sure. To Sriracha. Has Sriracha <laughs> ever reached out to you? Man, I actually um, was on this show called Dropping Cash on Complex. It's actually on Netflix now, but um, I went to the Sriracha factory. And met the owner, David Tran. And I guess he listens to Sriracha like every day or like every other day or something like that. And he barely knows any English. So like it's super tight that like he showed me love and like we went there. I don't know. It was a crazy experience, honestly. I've watched a documentary on him. Yeah. He's really cool and fascinating. Yeah. Hella cool. So do you lifetime supply of Sriracha, right? I wish. <laughs> That'd be so raw. I got to hit him up for that, though. I'm sure he'd do it. Maybe. I mean, come on. Think about how much sriracha they produce in a day. I know. What is it to bring you over a gallon or ten? I know, right? <laughs> NCT one two seven. Mm-hmm. How did you guys connect? How did that even start? Yeah, so um, it came from sriracha. I think. I mean, it blew up out there. Like it was all on their uh, their streaming services. Like their Spotify is called Melon. So it was like towards the top charts of that. Um, Why? Why do you think they like you there? I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I think maybe I've heard that like the style of the music is kind of similar to a lot of artists out there. Cool. Um, I'm super into fashion, so maybe it's partly that. Could be the bangs. I, I have say, no clue. <laughs> you got a good set of bangs on your head. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, that um, people started like reaching out to me on social media. Like a bunch of Koreans just started commenting on my stuff, and I was like, "Where is this coming from? Like, this is so tight." Melon. That's that's where. And then, um, like, some TV shows out there. Uh, some of my songs were on the TV shows. Um, and then the main member of NCT, Tae Young, found out about me. And then they reached out. And wow. then we did the song. Do you actually get into the studio with these guys? Do you record your parts separate? How'd that work? Yeah. So um, three of them came out to L.A. Tae Young, Johnny, and Mark. Cool. Um, and, yeah, we met in the studio. We started, like, going through beats. Found a beat that we wanted made the song the rest is history easy collaboration or yeah for sure um i mean they were kind of down for whatever which is really cool considering like how big they are you know it was definitely like tight that like some people from a whole nother country or you know that are korean um want to mess with me so i just was grateful for it 
NCT 127. K-pop icons. We've had them here, for right? For real, for real. Yes. Uh, Highway to Heaven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's one of their big that. records. I like that song. Me too. Yeah. Is everybody on the song, or is it just the three of them that came over here? Um, Everybody's on the song, but they're the ones that originally met me in the studio. They finished it up in a different studio. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, like that was the initial meeting and like all that. But uh, yeah. How long did it take you to learn that choreography? For Straight to the Point? Yeah. Mm, I mean, I was working with my homie Ange, who uh, dances a lot with like Chris Brown and like he did some stuff with Haley Kiyoko and like a bunch of other people. But it took probably like two weeks, like tops. But I got in with him like two or three times and then the rest was like me rehearsing by myself. Mm. So like two weeks. That stress you out because it's something that like maybe didn't come naturally to you? Or did it? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, I've danced in a past video. I danced in my video left to right um, a little bit. But that was obviously light work a little bit compared to Straight to the Point. Yo. And I had people behind me in that video. This one was like straight solo. like In a mirror. There's just two me. of you. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, Shit. it was a little more pressure. I was kind of like, oh, like, I got to kill this. And I still wish I killed it harder. But, like... Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to keep trying to get better. So I thought you did great. Thank you. Way better than I could ever do. Nah. Uh, mm, hey, if you tried, <laughs> you got, you feel me? You really don't want to see in the studio that way. No. I can tap dance, so I'm pretty good at that. That's fire. Yeah. <laughs> I can teach you if you want. Like, you can use that in a video. But Hell like, yeah. Don't feel obligated now, but. Next video. Only if the creative is right, you know? Catch me tap dancing. <laughs> Manifesting. <laughs> Uh, I really want to date for eight, but you're not going to give me one. Man, I would. Can you I just don't know. Before 2020? Definitely. Oh. Definitely. Next couple of months. Are there features on or is it just you? Yeah, I got some features on there. I actually, I'm really excited about some of the features I got on there. Whoa. Tell us all about it. I can give the date. I'm dropping November 8th. Woo! <laughs> the 8th. 8th. Uh-huh. I'm 18. Uh-huh. I don't know. I like that. Eights, eights, eights. Yeah. Give us a feature. Um, Sage and Gemini. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I got Guap Dad 4000 on there. Do you know Guap Dad? He was on J. Cole's project. He's I mean, coming up. He's from the Bay. He's He raps and stuff. Um, How connected are you with the, uh, with the Bay? Do you feel like an obligation to showcase as much as you can? That Definitely. Definitely. I mean... I want to show, you know, the place where I'm from as much love as I can. Um, And, like, honestly, the people that I'm inspired by, um, at least some of them, like, are actually my homies, like, my big bros. So it's super cool to be able to, like, do songs and put them out that way, you know? Guap. That means money, right? Guap. Yep. Guap. Quite that. <laughs> I feel like I'm not meant to say that. What's his full name? Guap Dad Four Thousand. Guap Dad Four Thousand. Yeah. Money Dad Four Thousand. Like yeah. Daddy Warbucks. I'll be your orphan Annie. Guap Dad Four Thousand. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, eight November eighth coming soon. Yes. Final thought, Daniel. Any other Bay Area rappers on there? UNE Forty. Oh, I was thinking about that. That would definitely be fire. That might have to be for the next project. But um, possibly some more Bay Area on there. Yeah. We got G-Eazy, Too Short. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Possible. Is he too short? 
people. Oh. <laughs> Zach. It's too short, too short. <laughs> I don't know. I actually haven't met too short yet. I got to, though. That's a legend right there. I have a YG connection. You can get that one. I don't know. Maybe. Dan, keep manifesting this. Keep, keep putting it out there into the universe. Definitely got to manifest. I believe in speaking things into existence. Like, yeah. I think it's very, very real. Me too. What's the last thing you felt like you spoke into existence? So many things, honestly. Your, your, whole, exi- your, your whole existence? My whole existence, <laughs> honestly. Um, nah, um, a couple things I've, like, just said on Twitter, and then they happened. Like, I was like, I'm going to tour, and then I toured. Like, without knowing if it was going to happen or anything, like, I've just kind of, like, said it, put it out there, and then it really happened. And then, like, that's just the coolest feeling, I feel like. I believe in that stuff. For sure. I'm like, manifest it, baby. <laughs> Definitely. I just love that you use the, the YouTube to learn how to play instruments. Yeah, no, I it's mean. It's amazing. You got to, you know, when you can't afford guitar lessons, you know, every week or whatever, like, I just kind of do what I had to do, you know? But that's the thing. There is no excuse. Yeah. Some people might be like, oh, I just don't have access to it. I can't do it. But the reality is, like, in 2019, you have the internet, so. Right. You can learn anything on YouTube. Most of the time, you could do whatever the hell you want to do. You can learn how to cook, play instruments, anything, honestly. Tap dance. I will be launching a tap dance how-to video series. Dead ass. You need to do that. You're welcome. It's lit. I think it's going to be a big, big project of mine. Definitely. It's going to be huge. 8, November 8th. Martine? Yee. Thanks for hanging out. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yee. Oh, jeez. How do you spell that? Y-E-E. As many E's as you want. Yeah. You feel me? I like I like this. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.